Hello, and welcome to Betty in the Sky with a Suitcase. I'm Betty. I'm a flight attendant for a major airline, and I bring you stories from the airplane, from the flight attendants and the pilots, and from traveling around the world. I'm actually planning a trip. I'll be leaving next week. I'm on my way to Chile. <laughs> And hopefully Easter Island, even though I'm going standby all the way to Easter Island, so I'm not sure if I'm actually going to get there or back. <laughs> I can see myself calling crew scheduling. I'm, I'm stuck on Easter Island, and I don't know when I'll be back. <laughs> so keep your fingers crossed for me that I actually get there and back. But uh, this episode is called Welcome Aboard. It's going to be a little departure from my normal episodes, a different type of structure. You can let me know how you like it. So I would like to welcome you aboard flight 1263 nonstop service to podcast land. As you are getting settled, we'd like to remind you that as a government regulation that I'll carry on bags to place either underneath the seat in front of you or in an overhead compartment, leaving the alley by your feet completely clear. Okay, once upon a time, I was working <laughs> on the back of a 767. And um, I was, uh, it was during boarding. Boarding had just started, and I was setting up the galley in the back. And I was going to take some ice in a bin up to the mid-galley. Um, there were maybe about 30 people on the airplane. So I grabbed a bin of ice, and I carried it up the uh, first officer's side, yeah. uh, up the aisle. And I got past the three-right door, and I had to stop because there was a rather heavy gentleman and his wife getting into their seats and she sat down the wife sat down and the husband was standing up and he was lifting his bag and putting it in the overhead bin and as he did when he did this of course his belly slimmed up and his belt loosened and his trousers fell straight to the floor <laughs> in a puddle around his ankles and he couldn't grab them because he was holding a bag he didn't want it to fall on his head Great. And you're so anyway, and I'm holding ice, thank God, because I didn't want to pull up his pants. And he's his wife goes, Oh my. And the people, there's only 30 people on the airplane at this point, but there some of them caught this, you know, and there's <laughs> chuckling going on. And I'm standing there, I'm horrified. I'm staring at these uh, this underwear, which he should, you know, you know what your mother says about your underwear. <laughs> um, all ratty, full of holes, and I could see everything because they were really baggy. I could see the works. And um, so I, as I was turning around, he dropped the bag into the overhead bin, and he quickly pulled, he knelt down and pulled his pants up. And I just took off. I, t I just did an about face, and I ran back to the back alley, and I was back there going, oh, my God, do you think he saw me? Do you think and now we won't be able to look at each other through the whole did flight. Did you look at him later? Well, it was so funny because the English fellow, yeah. he was working the flight, too, and he was up there at the two right door. And um, I don't think he saw it because I went up there. When I finally I went up the other aisle. And I said, Dave, you won't believe this is man back there. See the guy back there? It's like he's like this man was about sixty something. He goes, his pants fell down. <laughs> <laughs> so Dave went back and teased him. He said to the gentleman in a rather serious tone, he said, The captain would like to see you. <laughs> so anyway, so that's my story. So she asks, what are the, the boxers or briefs? They were um, they were briefs. <laughs> he was trying to drop it into that bin. You know how high up those are. Yeah. And when he did, he stretched, and when he and his belt was cinched around the widest part of his belly. So when he stretched, it kind of you know how it sort of sucks in your belly. And his, I don't know, they were like lead pants or something. They dropped so fast, <laughs> the guy didn't have a chance. He didn't. 
So as soon as he got the bag in the overhead bin, he bent down and pulled his pants up. But it was just, oh, it's a nightmare. It's something you tell you. Too much information. Too much. Too much information. <laughs> and they lived happily ever after. And that's what <laughs> was um, Guadalajara, which was really notorious for carry-on baggage. <laughs> I mean, they know all the loopholes to get extra baggage on without paying for it. They're really, really nice, but they just love their baggage. So I was flying it all the time, and I finally had such a hard time with the baggage. I asked the Spanish speaker, I said, just teach me how to say in Spanish the phrase, please, you know, put your baggage under the seat. Just teach it to me, and I'll know it, and it'll make my life easier. And she goes, oh, that's easy. You just say, chove it, man, just chove it. <laughs> and ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to ask you to please direct your attention to the flight attendants who are located throughout the airplane as we point out the safety features of our Boeing 737 aircraft. So one time it's, they, don't, they don't have a video screen that shows the emergency demo. You have to, you have to talk and do it. and, and Like a live demo. Yeah, so you have to do this demo, and you do it by, ha by hand, and someone says it, and they never else acts it out. And, and you had to show the safety, pull the safety information card out. Well, someone, one I was using, so one of the flight attendants had written, I love sex, in, in big letters on the inside of this information card, which I held over my head and showed the entire cabin. <laughs> and How I did it take for you to realize Well, and everybody started clapping, woo! I turned it around. I'm not working this flight. I'll sit in the back. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You're a little red face there. Yeah, yeah. I was thoroughly embarrassed. And I'd like to tell you a little bit about our flight today. For your convenience, we do have three lavatories on board, one in the front of the aircraft for the exclusive use of our first class passengers, and two all the way in the aft of the airplane. So I was flying with this funny flight in the other day, and she was telling me the story as she was like getting on an escalator going another direction, and I don't know when I'll fly with her again, so I'll tell you her story. That on this flight, a woman in very low-cut white pants and a sort of a belly shirt, so her stomach is exposed, went in the bathroom. And as a little backstory, you know, uh, flight attendants are very resourceful as a group. We have limited supplies to work with on the airplane, but we, we will find solutions to problems. You know, we can really make make a lot of things work. And uh, one of the problems on the airplane is the smelly bathrooms. You know, it's a confined space on a long flight. You know, it's a, it's a problem. And uh, not all flight attendants carry around air freshener because it's another thing to carry with you. And we typically have a lot of stuff. So one of the things we can use on the plane to counteract the bad smells in the bathroom are the coffee packs, just little packs of coffee that we use. Uh, coffee and a filter all together. It's like a package of coffee. And flight attendants will hide them in the lavatory or they will clip them. There's a clip 
for like a jacket or a bag that's kind of high up in the lab. And uh, the flight attendants will clip a coffee pack up there to help absorb the odors. And, you know, coffee does smell better than the odors in the lab. (laughs) So they said this lady who had got in with these low-rise white pants just happened to be lucky enough that she was in the lab when that coffee filter, you know, the coffee pack, it could have been flying around for days, decided to break. And so it was up high on that clip. So the coffee just fell on her, but she doesn't know it's coffee. And you don't expect something to just fall over you, something brown to fall over you in the bathroom. So she comes running out covered in coffee. And she's like, oh, something just fell over me. What is it? What is it? And she was very distressed. And the flight attendants were just laughing so hard because here she's covered in coffee. They figured out what had happened. And they were laughing so hard, it was hard for them to even spit it out. And they were trying to say, it's it's okay. It's coffee. It's coffee. And she's like, no, something fell over all over me in the bathroom. And they're like, it's coffee. She's like, what's coffee doing in the bathroom? <laughs> you know, she, she was really distressed because, you know, she like, thought it was bugs or something. You know, it's just brown stuff all over you. <laughs> She's like, what is it? And they're like, no, 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 it's coffee. <laughs> it had even like gotten in her pants and the flight attendants, you know, helped her get cleaned up. She actually had to go back in the lab to get the coffee like out. She had to take her pants off to get the coffee out. <laughs> the poor thing. But you know, <laughs> the flight attendants had just put the coffee in there trying to help, you know, not, <laughs> not to terrorize a passenger. Ladies and gentlemen, we are about to begin our in-flight meal and beverage service. We'll be coming through the cabin in just a few moments. Based out of Denver, we did a meal service, a hot meal service from Denver to Salt Lake City. It's an hour and 20 minute flight. And it's 727 and I was brand new. So they thought, since I was brand new, that I could run the meals. On this aircraft, half of the meals are in first class and half of them in, in coach. So they said, okay, why don't you go up there to first class and run the coach meals before first class gets started with their meal service. I said, okay. So I go in there and I start my, the meal service. And they said, you have to be really fast because it's only an hour and 20 minute flight. So I go up there and I start running my meals. And you would think that it's an airline. You're brand new. You don't know the ropes. And... Be- the, there was a, used to be a partition between coach and first class, like and there is a cutout door. It yeah. wasn't just a door; it was a cutout door. And you would assume that since it's a big airline, that you, the trays will go in there, no problem. You can go, you can pass right through running. <laughs> so <laughs> it's Christmas time, and we are serving turkey with dressing, peas, gravy. gravy salad, a roll, and this really fabulous dessert. It was a pumpkin souffle with whipped cream on the top. So here I am. We're starting the service. I get out my little tray, and being gung-ho, it's my very first flight. I start running through that door, and you would think that two trays put together, you can run through the door. No, you have to actually place the trays on top of each other and run through the door. I hit that bulkhead at 50 miles an hour 
50 miles an hour and turkey dressing, sweet potatoes, salad, and this wonderful dessert go flying 10 rows back. The tray actually buckled. I let go and that food just went flying 10 rows back. But you know, when something like that happens to you, every, everything is like in slow motion. I could see this really wonderful dessert flying through the air, hits the top of this man's head, and off flies his toupee. You could still see the tape on top of his head, and the look on my face was, oh my gosh, I am going to be fired. All, all I saw was peas go flying through the air, and that poor man's hair with the cake go flying. No, I kind of turned around and locked myself in the bathroom. <laughs> so that was my very first flight out of Denver as a flight attendant. One, it was a three-day trip, and after I got back to Denver, my supervisor met me at the door and asked me, please tell me that's not true. <laughs> because the story came back to my home base before me. Interesting first day at work. <laughs> Some things don't come free. Well, it was just uh, serving in the airplane. We were about ready to do our final service, and it was we were working from LA to New York, and actually New York to LA, and it was late at night. So we were trying to announce the snacks kind of quietly because everybody was asleep, and and it was a very light load. Uh, so we made the PA that we had, you know, sun chips and we had peanuts, um, cheese and crackers, granola bars, and Biscoff cookies. And we said it quietly, and then we started our service. And I got to this gal on the road, and she kind of looked at me funny. And I said, "Can I? Would you, what would you like for a snack? And she goes, you know, what the heck? I'm going to try those pissed off cookies. <laughs> and I'm like, the what? She's like, the pissed off cookies. And I'm like, oh, yeah, they're angry. Be careful. They're an angry bunch. Um, I was when I was based in Salt Lake City. We were flying down to Mazatlan, and we were coming back. It was when we had the we were flying down on the seven two seven, and um, we just had the one lav up front and one in the back. This guy comes charging up through first class, and goes to the door. There, well, there's it was occupied. There was somebody in there, and he goes, "Oh shit." <laughs> He turned around, and I had just put out my desserts, and he threw up all over the dessert. All over the no. first class dessert? Yeah. Oh. I didn't have to serve it. <laughs> this one time we were flying on a 727, and we were sitting in the back, and an elderly lady who was sitting in the front of coach came to go to the restroom. And she, we had noticed that she was very hard of hearing. 
um, because we always had to ask her three or four times what she wanted to drink and that kind of thing. So she came back and she went to the bathroom. And as she walked back up the aisle, she was almost to her seat. And we noticed that her shirt and her skirt were all tucked into her pantyhose and toilet paper was hanging out of her pantyhose and down the aisle. So I went like a tail and I went running up the aisle and was trying to step on it, seeing if I could just step on it. Maybe it would come out, you know, and break break off at least. And um, my girlfriend was laughing hilariously in the back of the airplane. And finally we got her to her seat and I, I couldn't even tell her. So I had to write her a note and tell her what had happened. And it was just one of those funny things that... Good visual. Yeah, very visual. <laughs> <laughs> and ladies and gentlemen, the captain has turned on the fasten seatbelt sign, indicating our initial descent into podcast land. At this time, we ask that you please take your seats and fasten your seatbelts for the duration of the flight. So I was on a night flight sitting in my jump seat at three left. And at this particular jump seat, you sit directly across from two passengers. Basically, you're so close that your your feet almost touch. So this particular flight wasn't very full. So it was quite empty, which is unusual these days. And there was only one gentleman sitting across from me. He was an older gentleman. And... On takeoff, I I noticed that maybe he was a little unusual, you know, nothing too bad, just a little unusual. So when I went to sit down for landing, it's a night flight and, you know, the lights are twinkling outside and I sit down and he says to me, isn't this romantic? (laughs) And I said, what? He said, isn't it romantic? It's dark. We just got the twinkling lights out there. It's just you and me. And, you know, he was serious. He really thought it was romantic. And I just wanted to leave. But what am I? I'm strapped into my jump seat for landing. And I look over at the flight attendant at three right. And she is just laughing. (laughs) Nothing like being strapped in across from a guy who thinks it's very romantic when it seemed anything but romantic to me. She's finding her way Searching for Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to be the first to welcome you to Podcast Land. As a reminder, we ask that you please remain seated with your seatbelts fastened until the captain has pulled the aircraft to the gate and turns off the fastened seatbelt sign. This will be your indication that it is then safe to move out the cabin to pick up any personal belongings you may have brought on board with you. For those passengers who have requested a wheelchair, we ask that you please remain comfortably seated. We will be around to help you with you and your luggage once most of the other passengers have deplaned. So you know those religious gatherings where people get together in a big auditorium with somebody who says they have, you know, healing powers that by laying their hands on someone with an ailment, they will they will heal them. Well, you know, we have something similar to that at on the airplane. It's a phenomenon I call the Jetway Jesus. This is what it is. It's uh, when you order a wheelchair, the airline We usually board wheelchair passengers first. And after we land, because we don't want to hold up everybody during deplaning, we generally help the wheelchair people last. So there is this phenomenon of magic healing that happens in flight. Because once we 
get to our destination. This jetway Jesus makes an appearance and heals these people during flight because they need that wheelchair to get on. You know, they want to make sure they get on first, they get placed for the luggage, but they do not want to wait <laughs> for that wheelchair after we land. So the jetway Jesus makes an appearance and they are healed. And you know what? The jetway Jesus makes an appearance just about every flight. It is amazing. She's That's about it for this flight and this episode of Betty in the Sky with a Suitcase. I hope you'll join me again next time so we can travel the world together. Thanks. Bye.